0: Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Thursday, and uh, unofficially, we've got the Packers schedule, but we'll be discussing that tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, adhering to the rules and regulations of the NFL. When the actual schedule is released, we will talk about it. But until then, nay, good sir or madam, I will not be speaking of any schedule leaks. Especially not one from Mr. Matt Schneidman of the Athletic who gave us the entire schedule this morning. Which shout out, Matt. That's awesome. I mean, that's so great. The fact that we don't have to wait for the NFL's dog and pony show all day is so perfect. Shout out to Schneidman for that. He's a real one. Uh but I won't belabor the schedule stuff in this chat. I'll definitely obviously answer any questions you might have, but I will be back tonight, eight PM Eastern to go live and break down the schedule and Uh, Let's talk about it in general, but I love it. I know there are people complaining about every aspect of it already because that's what we do as Packers fans, but uh, I'm down with it. But I did want to talk a little bit about, you know, guys making that jump. And not just the year one to year two jump, though that is something that gets talked about a lot. But it seems to me like every offseason there comes a moment where I have to kind of reset and think, all right, you know, the draft is great. We're all very excited about this new draft class, so much Content is being created around it already, which for good reason, very exciting stuff, no question about it. But especially this season, turning the page, resetting the roster, having a lot of new faces in places, etc. More than ever before, the Packers in 2023 are going to be counting on guys emerging and developing and taking that proverbial jump again, not just from year one to year two, but anywhere along the lines of their career where. You've seen it. You've seen that they can do it. You've seen decent stretches of play here and there, but they haven't put it together consistently. Or maybe they're coming back from an injury. Or maybe they're coming back from a suspension. Whatever the case may be, it's guys like Josh Myers. It's guys like Darnell Savage. It's guys like even Devontae Wyatt, who played pretty well last year in very limited time. But you've got to expect he's going to be seeing a very expanded role this season. And given the fact that the Packers haven't done a whole lot to bolster that group after losing a couple guys in free agency. Stands to reason, they've uh, they've no doubt got to count on Wyatt and others. TJ Slayton, another guy who's been in the program for a while now, a number of years. He's got to step up his game and be more consistent. You've heard from Kenny Clark just yesterday talking about Slayton's game. Um, you know, there are a number of guys uh, across the roster. Right, It's funny going back and looking at it, it's like, we're so exact, uh, again, so excited about the young rookies. But someone like Bo Melton, who the Packers got off the practice squad from the Seahawks last year, he could surprise in camp. He's a guy who could take a jump and make a name for himself in training camp. In an, in a camp where you got to think competition is going to be fierce and every single rep and every single moment is going to be so precious and any moment you could turn a, turn a head and make coaches pay attention and suddenly get a few more reps and then start to take off. I'm excited to see those battles, the, the ones where guys, you know, yes, have maybe been in the league a year or two, maybe haven't really truly hit their stride, and then suddenly it clicks. We See it every single season. I'm excited to see how it plays out. And again, I just want to reiterate, those are the developments that are going to mean a whole hell of a lot this year for the Green Bay Packers. There's no doubt that A number of these rookies will be counted on early. Some will rise, some will fall. But more than that, much more than that, this season hinges on the development of guys who are already in the program who can take their game to another level. It it is tried and true every single year. And it's an exciting proposition for Packers fans because we had such a promising rookie class last year. If it's Kingsley and Inikbari, if it's Quay Walker, if it's Christian Watson, who hasn't come close to hitting his ceiling yet. All these guys taking a step, continuing to develop. That is going to drive this Packers team in 2023. I, for one, am very excited to see it. Hello to everybody in the comments section. So good to see everybody. Brandy's here, of course. Brandy's here. Dale's here. What's up, Dale? Hope you're doing well, man. Uh, Greg, thanks for the super chat. Given Love's athletic abilities and youth, do you expect to see RPO in the playbook? I hope not. Running QBs never last. Run when needed, but please, for the love of dog, don't design runs for Jordan Love. I'm not sure I agree with your police work there, Craig. Um, I don't think it's going to be an RPO-heavy playbook, but I do think it's a weapon, and it's something that you can utilize, especially with an athlete like Jordan. Um, You know, it's not old man Rogers trying to get around the edge anymore. It's a young, sprightly kid with some legs. And and yeah, no, I'm not advocating for like quarterback draws every series or anything like that, but I, I think it's something that you can utilize if you utilize it smartly, and I think they will. Um, I think it's gonna be part of the playbook. I don't I don't doubt that. Zach, thank you for the super chat. Appreciate it, man. What does it say about me that 75% of my time on Twitter spent bookmarking tweets from NFC North fans about how love will suck and the Packers are done? As Aaron Jones aptly put it yesterday in front of the mic one of the greatest feelings in the world is proving people wrong so i understand it that's a true dopamine hit when you get to go back and tell those bears fans or vikings fans or even new uppity lions fans (laughs) you were wrong can't wait abdul thanks for the super chat hey aaron are you at all surprised clements is still here i thought he was brought in to make 12 happy but he's still here i think 12 was the driving force but there's no doubt the kind of effect he had on jordan's game and i think matt appreciates good coaching regardless of who it's where it's coming from um and yeah of course he's there he was initially there because aaron Rodgers suggested it uh but again i think matt sees a really good coach and offered him the opportunity to stay on and tom wants to work and wants to work with jordan and hell i think it's a great development for the packers no doubt about it uh soda what's up man how the hell can it not be 9, 10, 23 already? I feel you, man. Got to get got to get through this offseason first. God help us. Ryan, thanks for the super chat. Nagler, sorry I jinxed the schedule. Oh, you're fine, man. You didn't jinx nothing. It's all good. Abdul, thanks for the super chat. How different do you think things would be if we beat Detroit and made the playoffs and maybe even won one? Would the front office still move on from 12? I think so. I think reporting around the trade and how it went down, if you read... Albert Beer's piece, and then read Rob Domoski and Rich Semini's piece on ESPN, it's pretty clear Rodgers was ready to go just as well as the Packers were. Um, You know, short of winning the Super Bowl, and even that, I'm not sure would have kept him in town. uh, I I don't think that was a salvageable situation. What else we got, folks? What else we got? Uh, Thanksgiving, Mike. I know, I know. We got a Thanksgiving game. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? here on dale yesterday i knew they were going to give us the thanksgiving game i just knew it such is life nick says i just found out carry the g is a cream ale and now i got to try it transplant green bay fan among many others here across the border in Vikesland. we'll have to pick up some next time i'm over nick uh, yeah the carry the g distribution will be widening state throughout the state of wisconsin unfortunately we won't be crossing over into viking's territory but uh, you should be a, You won't have to drive quite as far to get it. Hopefully, uh, from Minnesota into the Wisconsin border, it uh, should be available much further west this year. Uh, what's going on here, folks? Indy Pack fan, what's up? Aaron Harper, I hate we play the Bears every year, Week One. Hey, get it out of the way. I'm fine with it. And you know, and the NFL loves it. They love touting the Packers-Bears rivalry. Hey, man, Jordan Love gets an opportunity to claim ownership right away. I like it. Abdul, thanks for Super Chat. Any UDFAs tickle your fancy? Do you see any of them sticking around with 13 draft picks? That's really up to them. I talked about this a little bit before, but, man, it's really hard uh, for a lot of these guys to make much of an impression until the pads come on. Um, you know, I know people are going to get excited by athleticism and Possible upside, but I, I really want to see you know pads come on and have these guys taking on NFL level competition before I really kind of try and throw my weight behind one or the other. um I, That said, you know I think there's some possibilities there, but I don't. Again, I it's it's way too early in the process to start kind of touting any of them. I would say, Jeezy baby, thanks to super chat. I want to carry the G cream ale now too. Coming to Western Wisconsin soon, maybe Eau Claire area, hundred percent Eau Claire. Jeezy baby is in the plan you better believe it sir no question about it uh matt ramage is here what's up ramage ramage says let's shut bears fans up already now you're talking now you're talking my language ramage that's what i'm talking about matt i hope you're doing well man uh ramage is going to be going live later this evening if you want to catch him on facebook good stuff always Uh, more noon games woohoo I Hey, it's kind of interesting, man. They gave them, the Packers way more primetime games than I was expecting. There's no doubt about that. But uh, plenty of noon games. I love the fact that the first home game is a noon game. That Saints game, week three, at noon. Let's go. Let's beat those Saints and then have all afternoon and evening stretching out before us. Gotta love it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Hutch's hobby. Thanks for the super chat with the drafting of LVN and his flexibility. Do you think we'll see more of a four, three front on D Preston, LVN cart? Gary it sounds scary. I don't think it'll be true 4 three concepts. Um, I think you'll see those guys on the field sometimes, um, but it's still going to be a three, four base. Uh, most of the stuff that they do is run out of a good the principles of a 3-4 defense. But, you know, with sub-defense being what it is, it's so much two down linemen, the two outside backers, and then the nickel package and the defensive backs. Um, I don't think they'll ever move to a true 4-3 front, though. That would surprise me. Though, as you point out, with LVN's flexibility, anything's possible. Um, I just remember... Which year was it? I want to say it was the... Was it Corey Lindsley's rookie year? When he made that start in... Seattle. Maybe it was another year, but there was a year where Dom Capers was like. All summer long, we heard that they were going to incorporate four or three principles into their defense. It was like a topic every single day of practice, every content uh, kind of cycle talked about it. They, I think they called it quad. Ooh, what a name. And it was just everything you heard coming out of camp. Like, oh, they have these 4-3 things. They're going to do these 4-3 things. And then they got there. And every time they tried to run it, Seattle just absolutely demolished them. I mean, they were a 3-4 team. You know, everything Dom had ever done was in... I mean, he's the godfather of the zone blitz, for God's sakes. They were trying to incorporate 4-3 looks. And it was an absolute disaster. And then after that game, they never ran any of it ever again. I just think some people are, like, you guys who work in a specific system, you know, that's the root of everything they do. So changing it suddenly, just because even if you do draft someone as versatile as you know Van Ness, that's tough to do. They're just it's not inherent into who they are and how they've come up and practiced and learned and kind of built their entire kind of playbook and program, etc. So and look, I hey Joe's been in a number of different systems and a couple of them have been really fucking horrible. But you know, maybe there are some kind of malleable aspects that he, he looks to maybe try that. But, man, I would prefer he just focused on what it is he's already doing and improving. That's that's just me. That's that's just something I'm into. <laughs> Jim, Amoeba. Oh, remember Amoeba? The, the only kind of experimental thing that Dom did that I loved was a NASCAR package. That was cool. That worked for the most part. Imjin Rat, any concern about LVN 17 reps on the bench press? Not for me. I know the the draft industrial complex wants to make it into something. Man, let's just see what happens when he gets on a football field and the pads come on and he's going against NFL players. That to me is the only thing that matters. Um no, not really. Uh the, you know, ticking of boxes, so to speak, is there for a reason and there are certainly kind of aspects of any athletic testing that you want to say okay this is a bit of a red flag and blah 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 but man you look at his tape and i don't see any lack of strength especially when he's going up against uh, top flight offensive tackles uh, big one college program big you know high-end college programs i just don't see a problem there but now hey maybe he runs into the lane johnsons of the world and it becomes an issue but um i'm guessing that probably won't be a problem you know and more than anything one of the biggest kind of tasks the Packers have in front of them when it comes to Van Ness is teaching him, honing his technique, right, and utilizing those athletic abilities that he has and, and teaching him how to use his leverage in a better possible kind of situation where, where maybe a guy does you know, have a strength advantage or what have you. So uh, I think you know there's a lot more to it than just pushing weight up and down uh, in the game of football. So it's a long answer to say, no, not really. Uh, William, thanks for the super chat. I was at the Seattle game. I think it was Elephant End. No, Elephant End was okay. No, Elephant End was, that was what, you know, that is what they utilized when like Peppers came to town and things like that. It was a quad, pa- it was quad, man. Quad was just ugly. It was just so bad. Andy Herman on the Anthony Johnson bandwagon. Yeah, Joe, I think we talked about that a little bit yesterday. Um, Maggie Loney called that out draft night. That's Maggie Loney's dude. I'm all in because of Maggie. Uh, Moon Man, Nags, do you think our first-string offense will start every preseason game? Well, you know, good possibility, yeah. Now, especially since there's only three of them now. Don't forget, uh, the uh, buy is there prior to the start of the season, so they only play those three preseason games. I think there's a chance, maybe, that uh, Love sits, like, say, the Patriots preseason game because he'll be going against them in practice all week. But we'll see. Uh, incidentally, if you haven't seen the preseason opponents are the Bengals, Patriots and Seahawks, but, uh, yeah, I think there's a good chance we see the starters for much of it. Now, I think it's going to be a little bit case by case basis. I don't expect to see David Bakhtiari at all in the preseason. I think we'll see very little Elton Jenkins, if at all, you know, things like that. I think it'll be a little bit jumbled, but I think a lot of the young frontline starters will probably get minutes, get series or two. And I think we'll see. Way more of them than we have in the past. And definitely more Jordan Love than we ever saw of Aaron Rodgers in the last five years. I think that's no doubt. Uh, Abdul, thanks for the Super Chat. What about Johnson is everyone excited? Is ex- is excited about? Are they excited about? I think it's the prospect of finding a gem in the seventh round more than anything else. It's not that he does anything amazingly well. I don't see... Elite traits, or even the tapes suggesting that he's going to be a superstar, but he looks like a really good player. He looks like he's a see ball get ball mentality. I think he has good instincts. I think he breaks in the ball really well. And, you know, he hasn't played safety for very long, but he kind of hit the ground running when he made the switch. He's still a very young player who's developing. The Packers could be catching him at just the right time as far as his development goes. Kind of reminds me it's a very different position, but Sam Shields, who, you know, played wide receiver throughout college and then made the transition to corner and the Packers molded him and he became an excellent football player. I'm not saying he's going to be Sam Shields, but I think they're catching kind of, you know, an ascending player just the right time as far as, okay, he, he made the switch and it seems like it really suits him very well. And I think on top of all that, all the stuff that you can see on tape, his story is amazing. He seems like a really good dude, and I think people are gravitating to that as well. So a lot of lot to be excited about around him. Uh, Menace, thanks to Super Chat. Crystal ball time, Nags. Oh, I love these. How do you think this current wide receiver core would stack up against the core we had in 10, maybe not this year, but say in the next three? Oh, I think they have a chance to be special. I think the upside's close to unlimited. I mean, you talk between Christian and Reed, um, and then you throw in Dobbs. You know, I just think there, yeah, the upside there is tremendous, but they got to do the work, man. You know, by comparing it to 10, who knows? Uh, They're so, so early in their process and in their careers that I think it's a disservice to, you know, glump this whole group and try and compare them to anybody, let alone Super Bowl winning group, you know? Um, But yeah, the upside's there. There's no doubt. You see it. There's no question. It's a talented group. Kobe, thanks to Super Chat. Time for A.J. Dillon to make a jump. Subpar year in 2022 and also a contract year for him. With Jones' future in Green Bay in doubt, I'm hoping Dillon steps up. I don't think you're wrong there as far as uh, the need and or possibility of a jump from Dillon. Um, you know, and to A.J.'s credit, someone, some Twitter user was, you know, talking about how he's never seen a back as big as A.J. taken down so easily by shoestring tackles, etc. And A.J. was absolutely perfect about it you know he retweeted it and said you know he there's things you work on every offseason and it's certainly something that he's looked at and is working on um i think and i anybody who's watched me for any length of time knows how i feel when it comes to aj and his usage i think they're doing him a major disservice when they continually run him uh out of shotgun into that you know wide zone stuff like get the quarterback under center have him turn around and let aj hit the you know, the, the, uh, line of scrimmage with the head of steam and run him in more power concepts, run some traps, you know, run some power and let him get to work, you know, all, all that zone stuff. And I think he can do it. I'm not saying that like, oh, he's, he's completely incapable of producing in his own scheme because look at the zone runs he had against Tennessee that first year in Lambeau in the snow. I mean, he can do it, but I just think they're, they're not utilizing him to the best of his ability. And I think this ties into the Aaron Jones usage as well, because like I've gone on this ramp before, like Aaron Jones getting five to you know six carries in a first half. I understand wanting to keep Jones healthy long term. No one's saying like give him 20 carries a game. I'm not talking about that, but give him the bulk of his carries in the first half so you can get the you know defense going to run around trying to chase Jones and hopefully build a lead and then bring A.J. in in the second half. And then you limit Aaron Jones's carries and you let A.J. batter this tired defense I think that should be the obvious plan here, but they want to or last year they wanted to kind of make sure that they were interchangeable. They wouldn't have Aaron Jones get a series and then AJ would get a series and they wouldn't really change their approach. I think they need to change their approaches for dependent on the back and the back's usage should go and try to play to their strengths. That's just me. It's just something I'm into. Matt, thanks for the super chat. Did we get five primetime games because Aaron Rodgers was QB when the schedule was still being put together or because a new QB in Green Bay is enough of a draw for viewers? Oh, they, they knew there was a very good chance Aaron wasn't going to be in Green Bay. This was about the Packers and the transition to Jordan. I will say, and I'll probably talk about this tonight, you'll notice, what is it? One, two, three of those primetime games are in the back end of the schedule. You now, when things become much easily, uh, much more easy to be flexed, including the Monday night game, Monday nights can be flex, or will most likely be able to be flexed this year. So, uh, you know, having five now doesn't mean you're going to have five by the end of the year. Now, hopefully, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think the Packers are a draw. You know, the Packers are a national team. They are like the Cowboys as far as their popularity, not only in America, but worldwide. All you got to do is go to London last year to know that's the truth. The Packers are an insane draw. They will always, you know, draw eyeballs. The numbers will always be excellent when the Packers are on television. So, yeah, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. I am a bit surprised that they got five. Like, I thought two or three. Uh, But, hey, like I said, Packers are popular. Hutch's Hobby, thanks for joining the Carry of the G Club. Really appreciate the support, man. Thank you. Craig, thanks for the Super Chat. Nags, you going to ride a kid's bike as part of the preseason fun? Can you tell me when and how that started? Oh, it started in the Lombardi days. It started a long time ago. I will not be uh, riding a kid's bike. But uh, they. I would highly recommend uh, reading Cliff Crystal's um, entire series, really, on the history of the Packers, obviously. But it's in his book, and he's written about it on the website, on Packers.com. Um, really, really good. Really good stuff. I'd also highly encourage you to talk to Kyle Kuzano because he was a bike kid for a long time, like in the in the 90s. Good stuff. Legless, thanks for the super chat. Hey, you hosers. Can it be August already? Gave you in over or under three sacks next year, Pappies. Oh, give me over Legless. Come on, the three. Come on. Give me, give me the over on that. My lord. Uh let's go. What's up, Kava? How you doing? uh thought i was already in carry the g but realized i was not best packers content on the web hutch you are incredibly kind thank you so much really really do appreciate it um all right i'm gonna have to get going i can't thank you guys enough for hanging out talking packers each and every day monday through friday right here on the cheesehead tv social channels please do me a monster favor hit like on the video subscribe to the channel and then return this evening join me tonight live 8 p.m eastern We'll be breaking down and discussing the Green Bay Packers 2023 schedule. It's going to be a lot of fun. In the meantime, tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.